I'm Joe Haddo and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long Listees, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with Theakston's Old Peculiar, WH Smith and The Express. Today I'm joined by an international best-selling author whose Maeve Kerrigan novels are growing more and more popular within the crime community and beyond. These include The Burning, The Stranger You Know, and her novel Cruel Acts, which has made it to our long list. I'm very pleased to be joined by Jane Casey. Hello! Hi Joe! <laughs> How are you? It's lovely to see you. And you. Yeah, I'm very How? well, thank you. Good. Is, is lockdown treating you uh, as, as well as can be expected? Um, I've, I've been really busy. Um, <laughs> all these people who are talking about watching many box sets and running out of things to watch on TV, and I mean, I just hate them because <laughs> I have a deadline. Um, so I've been working most of the time and doing uh, bits of publicity for the book that's just come out, um, the one after Cruel Acts. Yes. So I've just what, had a book come out. Um, that's right. A bit of time. And it's funny because so many authors are different on this, whereas, you know, they've got deadlines, so they're writing, they're forcing it. Others don't have a deadline, but they just feel creative. And then there's the, the third lot who are like, I can't even read a book, let alone think about writing one. So you're, you're feeling quite creative at the moment. No, I was just thinking, actually, the people that I hate the most are the ones who are feeling creative. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, no, I, I, I'm quite enjoying finishing off this book. So I only have a couple of thousand words to go. And usually this is the part that's the easy bit. Um, so I, I'm sort of enjoying it, but it's also a little bit frustrating because it's not how I would usually work. So usually I'd be in my local library yeah. with my headphones on and just typing and ignoring everything else that's happening around me. Um, but the library's closed, and so I have to try and ignore my family instead. <laughs> you can still use headphones for that, though, if you want to. Oh, I don't know. They, they have a way of getting through. Even noise-cancelling headphones are not child-cancelling, unfortunately. <laughs> so you're in, you're in a book at the moment. You've just published one, and I'm going to take you back now to almost three books back. Um, so you've got to shift your brain to tell us about Cruel Acts because it's uh, another D.S. Kerrigan novel, as I said, and it sees her reinvestigating an old case in order to keep a convicted killer behind bars. So can you tell us uh, a little bit more about that for those that, that haven't read this one yet? Absolutely. Um, at the start of the book, Maeve is asked to reinvestigate um, a series of murders that were committed by a man named Leo Stone. Uh, he had been convicted but had been let out on a technicality. So he's facing into a retrial. And um, because the evidence that convicted him in the first place was circumstantial, uh, really it was only the fact that the jury cheated and looked him up online and found out about his violent past that secured the conviction. So they are desperate to make sure that he gets locked up again. But the more Maeve looks into it, the more she realizes that actually the circumstantial evidence doesn't necessarily add up to them having found the right man in the first place. Mm -hmm. And with a returning character like D.S. Kerrigan, um, I'm always fascinated by this, by, by series authors. You know, how do you keep creating new and interesting situations for her and, and also developing her as a character for your readers? Um, I mean, I know it sounds a bit weird. Like this is where I begin to sound like a lunatic, but she feels like a friend to me. So it's almost like... You know, what would your friend do? Somebody that you know really, really well if they were in a certain situation. That's, that's why I love writing about her because you can kind of play around with 
what happens in her life and how each case affects her. Um, and so it, it is great fun. I think it's, it's sometimes easier because you have your world that you sort of step into every time. It's a little bit easier than writing maybe a standalone where you have to create a new character and a new world for them and introduce them as well as telling the story. And I suppose it is, it is like a relationship that, that grows. You know, if you're writing about the same character and from their perspective, book after book, you know, you are going to get to know them a bit better. And I, I know other authors have said in, in the crime genre that, you know, they know what their character would do. They just know that that is what she or he would do in that situation. But I guess that's not the case if you've, as you said, you're just writing a standalone and it's a new character to you. So you're almost getting to know them as well. Yeah, I always think like with a, with a character that you know really well, you know what they would order from any menu. Like you know them to that extent that you can kind of predict every single thing that they would do in any, in any situation. You know which, which shampoo they would buy from the, the range in the shop. So um, it's, yeah, it's really nice just coming back and kind of dropping in on her and seeing, seeing where she is each time. I want to come back to Maeve in a moment, but um, let's talk about this fantastic long list that you are on, these 18 books. Um, and there's some fantastic authors on there and some brilliant books. Uh, and I know you're a voracious reader when you're not sort of head down in, in books. Um, have you had a chance to read many of the other long-listed books? And do you have any favourites that have stood out to you? I, mean, I think I've read probably uh, slightly over half, maybe two thirds of the oh, list. Wow. Um, not since the long list was announced. These are just the books that I had been enjoying reading. Um, and the funny thing is, and I think this is why this is such a good prize. Like, these are all the books that I've been recommending to people to read <laughs> over the last year and a half. So they seem to have done a really good job of picking debuts and you know the big names and really exciting books by such a range of authors so it's pretty exciting um i don't have a favorite i have to say because very diplomatic you well you can't pick a favorite can you because somebody will come up to you and say oh i see there's that one that was interesting um, but i do i definitely think you know from the 18 i would find it very hard to pick a final list let alone a winner so i'm glad that that is not my job how did it feel uh, to hear you'd been longlisted for this, the biggest award in crime fiction? I was so surprised and so delighted. I mean, it is, it is a huge award. And I think because it's tied in with the Harrogate Festival, which is such a key moment in the crime calendar for like international authors, you know, it really is the highlight of every year. Um, and because this award is so closely linked with the Harrogate Festival, it just feels like a really special moment. And especially because we're, we're missing out this year, it's really lovely to have kind of some connection with it at this mm. point. I found actually speaking to uh, authors who are on this long list like yourself, and a lot of people always say that the crime community is, is very close and very supportive. And actually what's come, coming from most people is the fact that they're all missing going to Harrogate because they're missing sort of catching up with their mates more than anything. Yeah, I mean, don't tell our editors that, uh, <laughs> but it is, it is just an amazing opportunity. The thing is, it's such an inspiring place to be and to hear people talking about their books at that level, you know, where they mm. really are the best authors and the ones who are bringing the most um, imagination and invention to the genre. So, it is such an inspiring thing. I always come away from it feeling like I have just had my brain taken out and shaken and put back in again. Um, 
and I don't know that the, this this long list is doing a little bit of that. Like we feel like we're kind of connected. I've been talking to some of the other authors who are on the long list, and you know we're all just delighted and pleased, and you know it's a special thing. When you come away from Harrogate from that weekend, we're, we're tight. You know we've socialised and we've been you know talking a lot and catching up and doing events and panels and things. So you know we are tired. It's it's a, it's a long weekend, but it's a lot of fun. Are you though sort of re-energized and, 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 and inspired after it? Do you, do you find that when you get back home after a couple of days of rest, you're like, right, I've learned a lot or I've thought about a lot. So I'm going to plow into something new here. Definitely. I mean, like you, this is the thing with a live event. You just, there's a magic to it and a kind of an unexpectedness and I, I can go to something that I think is going to be an interesting panel and find it completely inspiring and gives triggers ideas for another book or I can go to something and think that was really interesting I never come out of any of those discussions thinking well that I could have been in the bar for that hour like it is the <laughs> standard is so high and yeah. there is something about it um it's it's like whatever the opposite of a spa is because like obviously you you torture your liver and you um stay up too late <laughs> and everyone behaves in a kind of a I mean like we're writers, so it's not the most riotous thing, <laughs> but for writers, it is like pushing the boat out, throwing the TV out the window. Um, and yeah, it is, it, it's a really weird kind of um, resetting of your whole sort of attitude to what you do and your job. Well, that's, that's my experience of it. Mm. Um, you come back and you sort of feel you're, you have a slightly different perspective on what you're doing because you're more aware of everybody else who's also trying to reinvent this genre every time, as we all do, you know, every book. Even if it's in a series, you're still doing something new every time. And we've been talking about cruel acts because that is what is on the long list. But as you mentioned, um, you've just had another book published. So can you tell us about that one briefly? Uh, The Cutting Place is the the book that has just come out and it is the ninth in the Maeve Kerrigan series. Um, and she is investigating um, a journalist who uh, turns up in very small pieces on the banks of the Thames. Um, and the journalist was investigating a gentleman's club, which is full of very rich, not gentlemen. Uh, yes. So it is all about privilege and wealth and people who will kill to protect their reputation. Fantastic. Sounds great. I haven't got to that one yet, Jane. So uh, All in good time, Jay. <laughs> indeed, all in good time. I will add it to the list. Um, you've said before um, that Maeve's Irishness is, is very important to you. And I just wondered what you meant by that. Um, she is, so she's the first generation to grow up in London. Her parents are Irish and they have tried to give her that kind of Irish upbringing that is so familiar to me. I grew up in Ireland um, where everything is very uh, family-based. Um, it's a, a world where the mother kind of rules the home. And, you know, they've, they've sort of taken her, they've, they've grown her in like a little bubble. So she doesn't feel like she necessarily belongs anywhere. She's, she's not Irish in Ireland. She's an English person as far as Irish people are concerned. Mm. And she's not really English in England, like people would sort of see her as a paddy and see her as, you know, coming from that background. Um, And especially in the earlier books, people sort of, because I think it's a very English thing to kind of find something and pick on it as a way of getting to know you or becoming friendly with you. Like that kind of banter is so common. And actually a lot of it focused on 
the fact that she had this Irish background and this incredibly Irish name. Like she could not sound more Irish if her middle name was Leprechaun. Like let's face it, it is the most, she's, she's not hiding anything with, it, with her name. Um, but it really mattered to me to kind of have this person who is sort of a little bit outside the common run of things. You know, it, it makes her different and it means that she has, she's always making decisions about where her allegiance lies. Mm. And finally, before I let you go, Jane, and I know we've already talked about the wonders of Harrogate, but what does the Thixton Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award mean to you? I mean, I think being long-listed for it is like a massive kind of pat on the shoulder, a bit of encouragement, um, especially at this time when we're all sort of cut off from our readers and we're all cut off from the book world. And even more than usual, we're sort of on our own and trying to create in, in this sort of very weird vacuum that we're in. Mm. Um, so being on the long list is, is a way of kind of connecting with all of that. The Theakston's Prize is just the, such an important thing. And I mean, when you look at the list of past winners, they have such a hit rate of picking the best and the most extraordinary books. So it's very nice to be even within touching distance of that. <laughs> and that's, uh, you've just raised a very interesting point there, which I suppose I hadn't really thought of before, which is, of course, when authors have um, a new book published, just like you have, um, part of the PR is that you'll do events and that you'd go out and you probably meet readers up and down the country, whether that's in bookshop tours or, you know, talks and things. And, and of course there hasn't been that. So are you, when you say you're sort of missing the readers, is that an important part of it, that connection of speaking to people after you've just published a, a new book? Oh, definitely. And I think that's, that's another thing about Harrogate that I think is so important. It's not just that we all go and socialize among ourselves as authors. Mm. The readers are all there and they're all kind of milling around and there's no, there's, almost no distinction between the readers. We're all fans of crime fiction. And that's part of the inspiring thing that you're talking to people who are, in the end, the experts on crime fiction because they're the ones who read it all the time and have very strong opinions about what they read. So, I, yeah, I'm really missing that. And I'm really missing the fact that um, all of the communication that I'm getting from my readers is on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But I have lots of really lovely messages. And especially because... The new book came out at the start of lockdown, so lots of people read it then. <laughs> and it was a nice <laughs> distraction for them. And it was, it was really nice to have people saying, well, thank you for taking my mind off everything that's going on. And really, you know, what greater compliment could there be than to distract us at the moment? Absolutely. And I think, you know, in this time, uh, if you're able to, reading is a brilliant way of, of escaping and just, you know, to take your mind off of everything else that's, that's going on and just concentrate on on one story and crime fiction is is certainly a, a great way to spend lockdown i would say it is i'd say if you read your way through the long list from from beginning to end that would definitely while away an afternoon or two <laughs> it certainly would and one of those books as we said on the long list is cruel acts it's published by harper collins uh, and a reminder that you get to vote for our shortlist so if you'd like to see jane on there all you have to do is head on over to harrogatethekstoncrimeaward.com and you can put your vote through there and if you haven't had a chance to read it yet why not treat yourself and buy it from wh smith it's well worth it i can tell you um jane it's so lovely to to catch up with you and it's a shame we can't be there in harrogate in person but we're going to make sure it's a it's a double whammy next year absolutely <laughs> i look so forward to it already <laughs> thanks Jane. cheers